Welcome to Finding Freedom with Inspire Wellness. I'm Gemma, a body image and food freedom coach, anti-diet advocate, and your ultimate hype girl. I'm here to empower you with inspiration, education, and motivation so that you can start living as your happiest and healthiest self, whatever that means to you. I spent years struggling with food, my body, and my mental health until I finally found freedom. Now I'm on a mission to make sure that nobody goes through what I did and to burn diet culture to the ground while I'm at it. I'm obsessed with helping women to ditch the diets, love their bodies, feel confident AF, create sustainable habits, improve their mindset and become their next level selves. So what are we waiting for? Let's do this. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to this week's episode. I am feeling so pumped today. Like, oh, I'm just all lit up because I've been putting the finishing touches on nourishment over punishment, which if you've been living under a rock is my free masterclass that I'm hosting next week, which I'm so excited about. So if you're not sure if it's for you, nourishment over punishment is for anyone who overeats or anyone who restricts. Now, I know that probably sounds a bit like contradictory and they're kind of like opposite things, but they're actually completely related. And yes, they're kind of technically opposites, but they're also not. And that probably doesn't make a whole lot of sense to you right now, but I'm going to share why that is in the masterclass. So if you are either of those things, someone who overreads or someone who restricts, come along because I got stuff for all of you. It's also for anyone who's uncomfortable with their body or maybe just doesn't like the way that it looks. Particularly if you're someone who like can relate to having a bit of a mirror meltdown, you know, those meltdowns when you look in the mirror and you just don't like what you see. If you're a mirror meltdown type of gal, it's for you. It is for anyone who wants to feel confident in their body or anyone who feels out of control around food. Like if you can't keep chocolate in your house because you're scared that you're going to go ham on it, this is hundred percent for you. Basically, it's just for anyone who wants to have a great relationship with food and with their body. And if you're listening to that pod- this podcast, I'm going to go ahead and say, that's you. That's hundred percent you. So come along. Also, actually, it's also for people who like free stuff. I'm going to share a bit more about what the freebies are that everyone who comes along will receive because there are a few of them. I'll share that at the end of the episode. So make sure you keep listening. You're going to want to anyway, because I feel like today I'm very excited about what I'm talking about today, which I know I'm always excited, but I don't know. I'm just feeling this is definitely one of those things that's like on my heart for lack of a better kind of word. So I'm excited to talk about this today. We're going to be talking a bit about kind of about my journey, because I know every time I do podcasts or Instagram posts that are about what I've experienced, you guys love it. You're always messaging me saying you can relate. So I thought we'll do another one today. So we're going to be talking about my kind of journey from going from fuck it eating to food freedom, which is basically how I quit the binge restrict cycle and found freedom. So as you can probably guess from the title of this episode, this one's going to be a little bit sweary, a little bit sweary. So if you're in the car with kids and you don't like them hearing F-bombs, then maybe just listen to this one a little bit later, pop those headphones in. So let's get into it. Let's get into it. Now, the first thing I want to talk about is what is fuck it eating? Before I get into kind of like my journey, you might be like, Gemma, what does that mean? I've never heard that term before. And that's because it's a term that I made up. I'm sure there's probably other people who've made this up too, but it's a term that I use myself. So (laughs) basically what fuck it eating is to me is like when you've had enough of diet culture, you go, fuck it. And you just swing in the other way. You go way down the other way from this kind of restriction and rules and regulations that you've had. 
to going, fuck it, and eating everything inside. It's also when you like get to the weekend and think, oh, I've been good all week. Fuck it. And you eat everything inside. It's when you get sick of missing out on social occasions and being able to go out for dinner with friends without stressing like everyone else manages to do, but you can't seem to do. And you go, fuck it. And you, you know, order seven entrees and 12 glasses of wine, and then you go home and you have dessert and then you eat more things. It's also like when you're feeling emotional and tired of trying so freaking hard all of the time and you're not seeing the results that you hoped that you would and you go, all right, fuck it. It's not working anyway. And you eat everything inside. So you can see a pattern here. Basically, there's lots of different situations, but it always ends in that feeling of fuck it and just going all out. So for me, fuck it eating was part of the causes of my binges. Now, I didn't know it at the time, but it was because of the restriction that I was binging and going to that fuck it mode. Like I thought, because I was so focused, so focused on my goals and what I wanted to do. And that was getting healthier, but mostly it was getting skinnier. And so I was so intent on those things and trying really, 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 really hard. Like I felt like I was doing all the things. I read all the books. I listened to all the podcasts. I tried every single diet. I tried stacking all the diets on top of each other. So basically all I was allowed to eat was broccoli and still, still (laughs) it wasn't working. I thought that, you know, the reason that I was going for these binges, which for me, it was often, you know, it started out like those ones I just said was on the weekends and things like that. And after going out for dinner with friends or all of those kind of situations that made me realize that everyone else seems to be able to do this. And I can't, everyone else seems to be able to eat what they want or like even, you know, eat a healthy diet and not binge. And I was like, what is wrong with me? I thought that the reason I was going to that fuck it eating was because I didn't have enough willpower or because I was broken or because I was weak, all of those kinds of things. That's what I thought it was. I thought that was the reason I was going to these fuck it eating or this binging. But in actual fact, it was because of the restriction. That was what it was. And it took me a very, 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 very long time to realize that. But once I did, (laughs) that's where things started changing. Now, I didn't always binge or I didn't always have these like big, long periods of fuck it eating, which, you know, eventually I was doing it every single day or I do it the whole weekend and things like that. It kind of came on gradually. So, I mean, I started, I've talked about this before. I started hating my body when I was 10 years old. I really dove into restriction though. I think when I was maybe 16 or something like that, that's probably when I start like started properly realizing that I could control what I ate. So at the start, you know, I'd restrict successfully for a while, you know, I would do well at restricting my food, particularly around the time I was 17, 18, like preschoolies. Oh, I was great at restricting. I was so good at it. And, you know, maybe occasionally I'd have the little like fuck it eating type situations, but I was pretty good at restricting. But as the years went on and as I dove further and further and further into the restriction, it gradually just became more and more and more often until eventually I was binging daily or I was binging multiple times a day. I was going through these like long periods of fuck it eating towards the end. But in the beginning, it wasn't that much. Now, some people who are restricting and they know that they're restricting isn't healthy or isn't great for their mental health, because I think a lot of us do. I think at the start we think, oh, this is great. This is good. But 
eventually for a lot of us, we start realizing "Mm, maybe this isn't actually great for me. And I see this a lot last year when I ran nourishment over punishment, I had a few people who came to me and said, look, I'm not struggling with binging. I'm struggling with restriction. This is the problem for me. Like my problem is restriction. I know that I restricted. I know that it's not good for me and I don't really want to do it, but I don't really know the way out of it. So a lot of those type of people think that all of this chat and this education that I'm doing around the binge restrict cycle isn't relevant to them because they don't binge. Like they might have a bit of a blowout every now and then, but binging isn't an ongoing problem for them. So they think this isn't something they need to pay attention to. So that was definitely one of the things I had last time when I ran the masterclass. It was like, well, that's not really relevant to me because I'm not binging. But I'm telling you now, if that's you, pay attention. Don't skip these episodes about binging or overeating. Don't, you know, tune out in the masterclass about the parts about binging because I'm giving you an insight into what your future could very likely hold if you don't start making some changes, if you don't stop restricting right now. Now, I think that restriction as a whole tends to go one of two ways. So the first way is you go into that binge or restrict cycle that I went through, that many of you listening go through, that many of my clients go through you swapping between restriction and binging and that the the way that kind of looks might be different for different people. It might be different at different times of your journey. Like I said, a long time ago, I was doing way more restriction and tiny bits of binging. And then it became all binging, hardly any restricting or option number two for the way that restriction can go is you have to keep restricting more and more and more and more and more and eats away at your joy and your livelihood from the inside out. So you restrict, but then, you know, you don't get the results you want, or maybe you do, but you're scared of like the people who, this happens a lot, actually, people I talk to who say, well, I'm okay because I'm all right in the body that I'm in right now, but I can't, that's the reason they're restricting because their body can't change. They won't be happy with their body if it gets bigger, for example, which is often, often what the case is. So often then we have to keep restricting more and more and more, particularly as we age, Like, again, I talked to a lot of women in their 40s, 50s, even 60s who were like, I used to eat, I'm eating the same as I always did, but now I'm putting on weight because our bodies change as we go through our lives. So then they have to restrict even more and even more and even more. And it just, like I said, it eats away at you. So there aren't many people who can just restrict forever with no negative consequences, you're probably going to go down one of those two paths if that's you. And I know that sounds all like doom and gloom and negative Nancy, but you guys don't come to me for fluffy, like, oh, you'll probably be good. Keep doing these unhealthy things and you'll probably be fine. Hooray. You don't come to me for those types of chats because that's not my vibe. Like I'm a realist. And if I can doom and gloom you into a better future for yourself, that's what I'm going to do. Sorry. Not sorry. (laughs) Okay. So Let's dive back into my journey. So I'm going to give you kind of the steps that I went through to go from that binge restrict cycle to finding food freedom. So step one in my journey was recognizing that this cycle between restriction or quote unquote healthy eating, despite it not being very healthy at all, I just had a very warped viewpoint on health after trying to take every single piece of diet culture advice. This cycle between restriction and fuck it eating or binging was actually not okay. It was really unhealthy. It was causing me so much pain and it was something that I was stuck in and I needed to find my way out. The first step was just realizing that. And that took me a really, really, really long time to get to that point. 
And it sounds stupid now when I look back at it. And I know to some of you, you're probably like, well, duh. Obviously, it's not healthy to be binging and then restricting and binging and then restricting. But at the time, I genuinely didn't realize it. Like, I didn't realize they were connected, which, again, sounds silly now, but I think a lot of us don't. I think a lot of us don't realize that's what it is. And like lots of people are still stuck there and they think that what they're doing is fine. They're not ready to take off those rose colored glasses yet and realize how messed up it is. And you might have someone like that in your life. I think a lot of us do. People come to me all the time. They're like, you know, my sister, my mum, my friend is stuck in this cycle and she thinks it's fine, but it's not. How do I get her out of it? And the answer is you can't a lot of the time because and it's really frustrating. It's so freaking frustrating because you can see how damaging it is, but they can't. But I've got a lot of empathy for those people because that's what I was like. Like I totally thought what I was doing was the right thing and that, you know, I should keep restricting because restricting was the good thing. That was the thing that would make me healthier and the thing that would make me lose weight because I thought I needed to lose weight. But I didn't realize that the binging kind of had to come with it. I thought, oh, just get rid of the binging and that'll be good. I'll keep restricting. It doesn't work like that. (laughs) So for me, realizing was step number one, realizing that this pattern was unhealthy and wasn't doing anything good for me. That was step number one. Super, super, super basic. Literally just realizing it. So if you've realized that, amazing. Well done. You're further along than I was. Step number two was like, well, shit, now I have to do something about this. So I did all the learning. I did all the learning. I listened to all the podcasts, read all the books, listened to the audiobooks, did all the Googling, followed the people on Instagram, did literally all the things. I went to therapy. You've heard me talk about therapy before on this podcast and how much that helped me or didn't help me. But anyway, tried a billion different things, did all the things. So then I learned about intuitive eating and I learned about food freedom and I was like, oh, cool. Okay. This sounds good. This sounds like something that'll be helpful for me. So what I need to do is I need to just chuck all the rules out the window and eat whatever I want. Brilliant. Then hmm, enter the second kind of fuck it eating, which is where you learn about the whole eat what you want premise of intuitive eating. So you go fuck it and you chuck any restraint or consideration out the window. So I did that. I did that for weeks, weeks and weeks and weeks. And I thought, okay, I'm getting rid of the food rules. I'm allowed to do whatever I want. I'm going to eat whatever I want all the time. But I felt a bit shit. After a while, I was like, mm, hang on a second. <laughs> When's this whole like not wanting it thing going to kick in? Why is that not here yet? I got told that if I got rid of the food rules, if I allowed myself to eat whatever I wanted, then I would not want to anymore. What's going on? <laughs> I was like, I felt like I'd got out of that restriction stage of the cycle, which I actually hadn't more on that in a second, but I was just stuck in the binge phase. I was stuck in the fuck it phase. The lines between overeating and binging were a bit blurred here for me. Like I identified as a binge eater since I was binging a lot. That was hundred percent true. So I chalked up every single time I overate as a binge, but that was not necessarily the case. Like sometimes I was literally just overeating. I wasn't binging. And if you're not sure about the difference between binging and overeating, I have done an episode on it before. I can't remember what number it was, but DM me and I'll send you the link if, if you can't, if you can't find it yourself. So I felt like I was stuck in this binge phase and I thought that I wasn't restricting, but in actual fact, I was. And you might be like, but Gemma, you just said you were eating everything all of the time. No rules. 100% true. But I was restricting mentally. So 
restriction, mental restriction works the same as physical restriction in terms of the response that your body gives in terms of the way it makes you want to swing the other way and binge. So even though I was allowing myself to eat everything and go ham, I still feel guilty. It still felt bad. I was still kind of beating myself up for doing that and going, oh, you should not be doing this. But the book says you should do it. Okay, that's fine. I'll do it. But mm, this isn't good. This is bad. And I was also kind of in this like, I'll just try this mode. So I thought I'll give this a go. But if it doesn't work, if I'm not like total food freedom queen in like two weeks, I'm out. I'm done. <laughs> Chucking it in. If I put weight on, no, that's it. I'm out. So I had like one toe in. One foot in, one foot out is where I was at and I'm still feeling guilty. That is mental restriction. Even though I was still eating everything, even though I chucked out the food rules, still restricting mentally and that works the same. So that brings us to step number three, which was where I really had to dive deeper and actually do the work instead of just taking those surface level principles of intuitive eating and applying them to my life gung-ho without a making myself feel safe in the process so that I could actually stick with it and B changing my beliefs, my identity and my mindset so that I'd never go back to where I was before. Because I realized that even doing this work that I was doing, which was, you know, chucking out the rules and trying to make peace with food and honoring my hunger and blah, 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 blah. I realized that even doing this work on becoming an intuitive eater wasn't going to last me forever if I wasn't going in on my mindset as well. And not just my mindset about food, which I was kind of doing through these intuitive eating principles, but my mindset about bodies as well. Now, this is a really big part of what I'll be teaching in Nourishment Over Punishment Masterclass, because I'm going to be sharing with you my freedom formula, which is something I've created that shows you how to find food and body freedom and why all three of those components, like food, body, mindset, are so, so, so important. That realization, like I'm sitting here wringing my hands right now because Oh, I'm so passionate about this. It is so important to go in on all three of them. And that's why it wasn't working for me at first, because I was just focusing on the food. But tying in all three together, that is what made the huge shift for me. And you know what pisses me off? Nobody told me to do that. Nobody was telling me to do that. And I still don't see people telling you to do that, which is why that's what I've created, because it's not there. No one's, no one is focusing on all three at once. And that is what creates actual change. If someone had just told me that and shown me that path, my journey would have been so much quicker, so much easier, so much less stress. So I get a little bit annoyed that nobody was doing that because (laughs) would have made my life a whole lot easier, but you guys reap the benefits now because now that is what I am teaching you. So with the mindset work, another thing I just want to mention here is part of my mindset work was recognizing that I was in control. Like it is up to me. And this is sometimes a bit of a hard pill to swallow for people. It's something that can trigger people or get people's back up a little bit when I say it, because basically what I'm saying here is you're the only person holding you back. Like it is a choice. It is a choice to be where you are at any point in time. And that was hard for me to learn because I was like, but I'm not because I have binge eating disorder and I am depressed and I am, you know, it's hard for me because I had these experiences and blah, 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 blah. hundred percent. Absolutely. It's not like, I'm not saying that you flick a switch and it's like, okay, it's up to you. Oh, brilliant. Wonderful. 
Now everything's better. It's not like that, particularly when there's mental health issues and stuff involved as well. Obviously, that's a whole ballgame. But it's our choice what we focus on. It's our choice what we do. And if you're not working on this stuff, like actually working on this stuff, not just learning, not just listening to podcasts, not just, you know, reading the books, but actually doing, actually implementing things, that is a choice. That is a choice that you're making to stay where you are or maybe to move forward, but not at the rate you could or not, you know, to the capacity that you could. So, I mean, I'm not perfect. Like I recognize that 100% this took me a very long time to learn. This was, yeah, I don't even want to tell you how long that took me to learn. But even even now, it's a lesson I have to keep learning time and time and time again, like in different ways, I think. I've absolutely learned it when it comes to my health, my well-being, my actually no, in some ways I still have to remind myself of it sometimes, like in in a different way that I used to. It's not about, you know, food freedom and body image now. Sometimes it's more just like, okay, I have to reduce my stress. I have to get better sleep. I have to move my body no matter how busy I am. That's kind of some of the stuff that I have to keep learning. But even just mindset wise, like I actually had a really good example of this on Saturday of how much my mindset has shifted now that I've learned this. Like I had one of those days where past me probably would have considered it a crap day, like a bit of a write-off. Like I went for a run in the morning, which I'd been really excited about, but then I couldn't do anywhere near what I wanted to. My brain, like, you know, how with I don't know if you guys know, but with running, it's like, at least for me, my brain just wants to be like, eh, stop. Eh, you should stop now. You should stop. And if I choose to give in to my brain, because my body can keep going, but if I choose to give in to my brain, there you go. It's it. It's over. And that's what happened to me the other day. I wanted to run a certain distance and my brain cut out like halfway in. So I stopped. I could have easily gone, oh, you idiot, or beat myself up for it. or been like, well, that was a write-off. That was pointless. But instead I was like, oh my gosh, how nice. I got to go for a nice run. And then I got to go for a nice walk because I had to walk back. And I was like, oh my God, two nice things in one. How brilliant. I went for a walk on the beach after that and it started raining. Could have been grumpy about that, but I was like, oh, the beach is magical when it's wet. Like, I don't know why I like the rain on the water. It's cool. And then I had to work on Saturday as well. I work for myself and I work for the business that I also do work for. I could have been like, oh, I'm working on a Saturday. But instead my mindset was like, oh my gosh, how cool that I, A, work for my own business, do things I love. Like how brilliant is that? And then also with this other business, okay, cool. I'm working on a Saturday, but that's because I have the flexibility to work on a Saturday so that I could take some time off earlier in the week and spend time with my mum when I was in Melbourne. Like how much nicer is that? And this wasn't a conscious decision either. Like it was really only on reflecting on my day that I was like, huh, actually this day could have been considered not great. But instead I was like, man, I had a beautiful day. So that was such a tangent. But this is my point. You have a choice. You have a choice about how you see the world. You have a choice about how you look at things. You have a choice about what you're doing in your life. You are in control of your mindset. You are in control of your actions. It's up to you. It's not up to anyone else. It is always up to you. And then finally, step number four in this kind of journey was bringing in that healthy balance, nourishing my body, but also nourishing my mind as well. So once I'd kind of done all that work on the food freedom side of things, on the allowing everything, on getting through the fuck it eating, getting through the binging, 
I reach the point where I'm totally in tune with what my body needs. 100% know what it needs at all times. And sometimes I go with what my mind needs in the moment, even if it's not exactly what my body does. Because I think it's about both of those. It's not just about listening to our bodies and what we always need from a health perspective or an energy perspective or anything like that. Sometimes it's about what our soul needs, what our mind needs. But the thing is like, it all balances out. Even if I make have a couple of days of making choices where it's all about what my mind needs and I'm not really focusing on my body or my health, it's fine because it balances out. Like you find that natural balance and finding that balance for me, like, oh, it just makes me so happy when I think about it. I get quite emotional actually, like talking about this stuff because I never thought this was possible for me. I never thought I would reach the point where I don't have to think about food, where I don't have to stress about food, where I don't have to like actively focus on my health or my well-being, where I could stop binging or stop overeating, stop feeling guilty. And like I haven't binged in about four years now. I never, I don't have that all or nothing mindset around food now that never kicks in. So there's no fuck it eating because that comes from an all or nothing mindset. A lot of the times I couldn't tell you the last time that I felt guilty about what I ate and like, has this impacted my health? Cause I know that's something a lot of people get concerned about when they find food freedom. Is this going to make me unhealthy? No, like my blood tests. Great. Apart from iron sometimes, but hello, being a female, I can run further and faster than I ever have before. I can do all of the exercise that I want to and actually enjoy it. I feel good physically. Like I am healthier now that I eat chocolate regularly than when I was when I cut out sugar and half my diet was green things. 100%. So before I went on this food freedom journey, my relationship with food and with my body was all punishment. Punishing myself for what I ate through exercise or through my next food choices punishing myself by telling myself off and being mean to myself and standing in front of the mirror saying awful things about my body, punishing myself for my body's natural reaction to restriction and the things that I was putting it through. But the food freedom journey was all about nourishment, learning to nourish my body again with movement and food that feels good, nourishing myself mentally and physically Choosing nourishment over punishment every damn day and shifting my mindset to a kinder one. And that's why I'm so excited to share the nourishment over punishment masterclass with everyone who joins me next week, because choosing nourishment over punishment changed my life. And I know that it can change yours too. So make sure you save your spot by clicking the link in the show notes. It is totally for free and it's all going down next Wednesday, the 26th of April at 7 PM Australian Eastern standard time. So If you can't make it live, that's totally fine. If that time doesn't suit you because you're in another country or because you've got things to do or you're putting kids to bed or whatever, that's totally cool. You can register and you will get the replay sent straight to your inbox afterwards so you won't miss out. But you should definitely come along live if you can because everyone who comes along live will get a bonus nourishment over punishment workbook so that you can dive deep on all the juicy goodness from the masterclass and start creating sustainable change to your food and body relationship. And they'll also get my end emotional eating online program so that you can stop emotional eating and take back control over food in just 30 days. So this is brand new. Like you're probably like, I haven't heard of this before. That's because it's unreleased. Nobody has this yet. It is brand new. It's not available anywhere else yet. And it will be a paid program once it's released. This is never going to be free 
any other way except for coming along to this masterclass. So that's epic value. That's so good. So make sure you grab your spots. I'm so excited for this. It's going to be incredible. Last year, I got such good feedback and I've added even more stuff this year so that it's even better, even more helpful, even more relevant. Oh, I'm just pumped. I'll see you there.